Hey guys, welcome to our seventh episode. I'm Kat. And I'm Car. We are identical twins discussing creativity, feelings, and the creepy twin connection that ties us together to the end. So in our last episode, we indicated that this episode would be part two of our interview with our mom, but we decided to do that later just because... We didn't have time to really get together and finish the interview. So we're going to continue our conversation with our mom another time. And then in the meantime, we're just going to have a little chat between us. And we don't really have a solid theme today, but... Yeah, we're just cruising into this unplanned, yeah, organic, you know? Yeah, organic it's organic. Conversation. We're winging yeah. it. We're winging it. Um, since we didn't do a, a weekly update last time, Kat, what are you... What's going on that you're excited about now? Any big news? Not really big news per se, but things are slowly getting a little better as far as COVID goes. Oh, they sure are. In a previous episode, I had mentioned really wanting to go out to a bar and hang out on the patio with friends. Yes, we did fantasize about that. I've gotten to do that a few times now and it's been so great. Good. This last week I went to one of my favorite bars in Salt Lake called Bar X. Went with some co-workers and just spent like the whole evening drinking and chatting and it was so fun (laughs) and before we had talked about how excited we were to do that yeah and how weird it was gonna feel right but it was just interesting because it didn't feel weird at all it felt like just right back to normal right back to normal like the last year didn't even happen yeah I experienced that too yeah it's just so funny I feel like we've all been thinking that going back to normal quote-unquote is gonna be like so shocking yeah but then once you start doing it it's kind of like this isn't a big deal. Right. It is in some ways and it's still pretty shocking in other ways to me. Like, I think it just depends on the setting. Yeah. I still have so much anxiety about going back to work in the office and I'm really not looking forward to that. No. Are you going to have to go back? Um, At the beginning of June, we're doing like our next phase of re-entry and Ugh. it is going to be more flexible than it ever was before where we'll work a couple days in the office and then a couple days where we can work from wherever we want. Okay. So it'll be a little more up in the air, which I think will be really nice. Yeah, totally. But I'm so nervous about it. Oh God, I don't blame you. I'm, I think my work is going to let me continue to work from home full time because I don't even have a desk there anymore. So that's really nice for me. But I will have to go back to campus yeah. three days a week, which is not ideal. Yeah, that will be a lot. So yeah, anyway, just kind of going back to normal, re-entering pre-COVID life and activities. Right. That's kind of been on my mind lately. Yeah, I get that. I went to, we went to a bar the other night as well, and it was really packed. And it really did feel kind of just like... I went back in time or weirdly like the last year didn't happen. It was like this weird time warp for sure. Yeah. Matt and I are planning. I'm sorry. I'm just taking this over as my highlights. Were you finished with your highlights? I have some more things I could talk about, but like, go ahead. We've This is totally open right now. Okay. okay. So we, <laughs> we're planning some trips. I just put together like a calendar of all the trips we have tentatively planned over the summer. Oh, that's so fun. Trips and events and people's birthdays and... Yeah. I'm so excited. We want to go to Lava Hot Springs maybe sometime around our birthday. 
in June. Yeah, that would be fun. That might be fun. Yeah. Uh, you and I haven't even talked about what we're going to do for our birthday, but it's literally one month away. Oh my gosh, it really is a month from today. Yeah. My goodness. Do you have any first birthday out of COVID? Do you have any like burning desires? I have no burning <laughs> desires. Okay. I definitely feel like hanging out in the backyard and just sitting around chatting. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of like my ideal hangout these days. I, know. <laughs> I mean, same. That's always been my ideal hangout somewhere quiet yeah relatively quiet with my favorite people and yeah snacks I've also been in the in the zone of getting our little patio area organized it's looking very cute back there uh, it's getting there I got some chairs last summer some chaise mm-hmm. lounges and I made my own cushions for them because I couldn't find any cushions that I really liked and that were not like astronomically expensive and so I ended up making them and they're really simple just like black and white striped fabric cute but I finished them in October so I really didn't get much of a chance to enjoy them last summer so this summer I'm very excited to get those out and I also recently bought a patio umbrella I'm particularly excited about that yeah (laughs) there's not a ton of shade out there otherwise there's really not because there was a hurricane force windstorm last September that tore out a giant tree in our backyard and that was terribly sad so now we have no shade that's right lately I've been shopping for nightstands for my like bedside nightstands for a few months now yeah because I just have one really old one and I really want a matching set like a nice mid-century modern vibe or something some actual Uh nice furniture for myself but then when I think about it every time I go to purchase something like this I'm like I'm just contributing to consumerism and (laughs) buying things that are made out of cheap materials and probably made out of plastic wood, you know, because <laughs> I also I feel so bad, like throwing away my recyclables, knowing that almost none of it is really going to be recycled, probably. Yeah, I know. What is it like 9% of things that you put in the recycling bin actually ever get recycled? That's exactly right. And the rest just goes straight into the landfill. So yeah, I'm it's like, total if, bullshit. It's bullshit. Well, here's an idea, okay. which I think I've told you already off the pod. Off but the pod. When I got my nightstands, I bought them at a local vintage shop and I went in there and I saw them and I was like, I like these and I paid for them and then I put them in my car and brought them home and there was no plastic <laughs> involved. That sounds like the exact solution I'm looking for and you're also not there, you know, they're things that were already made. Right. I'm not like contributing to more things being made. (laughs) (laughs) The thoughts that plague our minds about being a consumer, it's so fucking exhausting. But you're right, that is the solution. And you and I have talked about going to a a thrift shop together basically soon. And we should do that because I'm in the market. some stuff okay let's do that like this next weekend okay cool okay well with that important information covered big updates yeah lots of excite exciting news over here so topic of the day what dude are we even talking about well we kind of briefly talked about talking about (laughs) um (laughs) we talked about talking about our futures Oh, yes, because that is what is always on my mind. Yeah, especially in your case, because you are in a very transitional period right now, I'm it a, seems. Yeah, I'm a bit, I, I'm approaching a transitional period, I would say. Yeah, like graduating from graduating college. Graduating from college. With your degree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about that. Okay. So, yes, I do graduate in a year, exactly one year from today, and it's making me question, what do I do afterwards? 
Mm -hmm. um, as every grad tends to do. And I think I, I mean, I really don't have the answers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the hardest part is just envisioning a life where I can factor in all the different things that I like to do, mm -hmm. you know, and trying to imagine which one I can use to make me money in the least painful way possible. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I hate having to make money. So you're considering what you want to do after you graduate mm -hmm. and what kind of like career moves you might want to make. Correct. What comes to mind when you think of possible avenues that you would be interested in? Well, I, I do feel like if my career is going to be graphic design, I have to spend at least a little bit of time at an at an agency, like an mm -hmm. ad agency or design agency of some kind, where I would be getting a lot of client work quickly uh -huh. and tight deadlines and just like a big variety of projects. Even though that sounds kind of miserable and boring to me because you work there. <laughs> you work at a place like that and you, um, you've you worked there for a really long time and you have loved it. And I will let you tell that story, but I just, <laughs> I feel a little vicariously burnt out through you. I know. And I always tell you not to feel that way because I agree that working at an agency would be a great experience for you. It would. And I would just do it for like, I, I would only have to do it for a couple of years, you know? Yeah. And I know that I sometimes complain to you about frustrations with work. <laughs> <laughs> and so you happen to hear about those things, but I don't necessarily tell you all the good stuff all the time that's a good point you know and really point. for the first few years of when I was working at my current place I really loved it and I learned so much yeah like you said I have been there for a long time and I still find it enjoyable most of the time and I absolutely love the people that I work with and so I think this last year has been a little hard because I'm not seeing them as often mm -hmm. nonetheless I feel like it has been I've learned so much there and it has been an amazing experience and I think that you would learn a lot in that kind of a setting yeah I think I would and you're totally right so I guess that that kind of is my next plan in theory just whenever that happens I would just make that next move probably go to an agency type of a, a setting yeah would you want to go to one here in Salt Lake or would you be interested in somewhere else that does depend. A lot can change in a year, I guess. I guess I'll just kind of see where I'm at as far as like a living situation. I have wanted to buy a house for a while. Mm -hmm. Have you ever wanted to live outside of Utah? I have. And I mean, like wanting to buy a house brings me to that point because the housing market in Utah right now is absolutely insane. Like you can't even find a house for under a million dollars, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if I more seriously wanted to buy a house in a year, I would probably be even more incentivized to start looking outside of Utah. Mm. Like you'd rather buy a house somewhere else? I don't know. Honestly, I'm, this is the first time I'm saying that out loud. I haven't really <laughs> thought it through all the way. I'd be open to it. I guess if there was a good reason to go somewhere, like if there was a cool job yeah. or whatever, but it would be so cool to get out of Utah though for a while, renting or buying, whatever. Like yeah. I'm just ready to see like more of the world. <laughs> yeah. I literally, we've both lived here our entire lives and have never left except for the three years in Arizona. Yeah. And um, I do feel very much ready to go experience something else. I do too. And I like, I, I totally relate to that because I have been thinking about that a lot as well at, yeah. at some point in the, in the relatively near future before I get too much older. Right. <laughs> I think it would be 
really great to just experience something new and try living somewhere else. And we talk about this a lot, but like eventually I can see us being back here more long term. Mm-hmm. Our families are here. It makes a lot of sense for us to be here. And we love Salt Lake. Same. But we just really want to be able to say like, we got out for a little while and we learned a lot about ourselves and each other and about making it somewhere new. And like, I just feel like that is a really important experience that I want to have. And I feel like if I look back in five, 10 years or whatever, and realize that I never did that, I think I would be disappointed. That's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. I also think that having new experiences and taking in new things is such a big part of being a successful creative person. Yeah. Like it helps broaden your perspective and gives you more information to draw ideas from. Right. And although moving to a new city is a (laughs) surefire way to learn new things, you could also do that by traveling to new places or visiting museums, or meeting new people, or trying new activities. Like, there are plenty of ways to find new sources of inspiration, but they definitely all take some amount of effort. Yeah. But that kind of brings me to another thing I wanted to talk about, which is making room for more creativity in my future. I think about that a lot because it's something that I struggle with a bit now, And I have not yet figured out a good strategy for being able to be more consistently creative, but I suspect that I would feel a lot happier if I could. Yeah. I feel like I regularly go for months where I feel so uninspired and so creatively blocked for whatever reason, and I don't know how to get out of that rut. Mm -hmm. And I feel like eventually I'll, I'll just need to work through that and like get into a routine where I work anyway and like try to make myself open for creativity to strike. Yep, that is the key. And even if it doesn't, just keep working and then that's kind of what helps get you through. This reminds me of an audiobook that I was just listening to. Okay. And it's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, why does that name sound familiar? Did she write a different book? She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, that's why it sounds familiar. Which I did not read, but she's famous. Yeah, yeah okay. she, that's her one of her biggest works. But I listened to it over like the holidays this last year. And then just the other day when I was dyeing my hair, I had realized that I still had like an hour left. So I just like oh. finished listening to it while I was doing my hair. Okay. And it's so good. It's just like a great read for anybody who is creative in any way, I yeah. think. It's full of so many good reminders about how creativity works and how we all can be creative and how we should be open to like accepting ideas from the universe or like whatever it may be. Totally. I don't know. I just found it really inspiring and kind of helps me feel excited about being creative again. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Um, I love books like that that help you just feel like reignited about art and creativity. It's been a long time, but I read this book called The War of Art. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that kind of having a s- similar sentiment. Like, yeah, even if you don't feel the creativity, just keep working. And that is what allows it to come in. Yeah. It's been a long, long time since I read that one, but I do feel like I remember yeah. that being interesting. Was that the one that gets kind of like a little bit preachy at the very end? I think it does. In fact, I never finished it. I just read the first part and I think it started to get a little bit preachy and that's why I didn't finish it. I think that's what 
happened to me too. I remember reading yeah. it and being like, this is so great. There's so many great things in here. And then at the yes. end, it was like, and this is all because you're receiving divine intervention from God. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, just kidding. Bye. Yeah, this is too much. Leaving. Yeah. For the first half of the book or however long I read it, I was just replacing anything that the author called a God figure or any sort of a spirit with just like creativity, like yeah. the force of simple like ideas and creation. Yeah, like energy. But I still... feel like the Elizabeth Gilbert book, Big Magic, she kind of talks about that, but it's really not in a religious way at all. It's more about spirituality and really just kind of, yeah, like you said, just like energy. Interesting. And putting energy out into the universe and then letting creativity know that you are open to accepting it essentially right i love that i'm all for that yeah and she also talked a lot about the importance of making things to make things and not worrying about the outcome yes which is something we have talked about a lot on the pod yes we have i mean i guess it was it wasn't long before we started the podcast that i listened to that book which is maybe one of the contributing factors to why we started this but i love that sentiment of just accepting that the process is the only thing that matters and once you finish making something and putting it out there you no longer have to worry about it I love that yeah like it doesn't matter if anyone listens to it it doesn't matter if people love it or if they hate it or if they could not care any less about it Mm -hmm. that is not up for you to decide anymore and you completely move on because you did your part you took your idea and you manifested it into into the real world yeah where it could be received by others and I love thinking about that and every time this is not like a brand new idea to me you and I have talked about it several times throughout our lives yeah it is like it goes around in the creative world but every single time I hear it it feels groundbreaking yeah (laughs) and it just occurs to me that I'm like I never function that way and when I hear it I'm just like oh yeah god like why am I making things so hard on myself yeah I know caring so much about what people think even with this podcast like we were struggling a little bit with today's episode because we were like we don't really have a solid topic we haven't really researched something I don't have like a list of facts planned out where I can sound really like educated about something and like make a solid point but still you're right this is a huge reason why we even started this in the first place we have an idea that we want to do and whatever just make it just put it out in the world even if it's bad yeah exactly like we don't need to be perfectly researched so we can sound like experts no we can just talk about our little ideas and make our little podcast and put it out there (laughs) And it can bring us joy. And that's all that matters. Okay, I need like a weekly reminder of this. I know, I need like a daily reminder. I need to like tattoo it on my hand. (laughs) Speaking of tattoos, I want a tattoo. I'm I'm in a conundrum right now because I submitted a request for a flash tattoo. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm having severe misgivings about it. Or just, I just cannot decide if I even like it or not. Really? Why not? I liked it. (sighs) I don't know. I just, I go back and forth on tattoos all the time because then I I look at pictures of people who just have little random ones like kind of splattered all over their whole body, Uh which I think my arms would end up looking like if I don't plan them all out at once. And I don't love how those look. It looks like a, like you just grabbed a handful of things from a Pinterest board and like threw them on your body forever. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, God, is that what mine are going to look like if I don't think it through all the way? Because I think I would be bummed about that. And that makes me nervous. Well, you know. I think I've said this to you before, but if you have doubts, I would hold off on it. For you sure. Know? Like yeah. you don't want to force your way into something that you're not like super excited about. Like I do 
want to be covered in tattoos, but yeah, I don't know why I can't like pick what thing I want to be covered in. Yeah, I don't know either. Like I, I mean, I get it. Like I've gotten a couple tattoos and like I've gotten two tattoos since the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And I mean, on one of them, I put more thought into it. Because it was like flowers with a little saying that was a tribute to our grandpa. Yeah. And then on the other one, it was just a flash tattoo that I thought was really cute. So I got it. And then I also have another appointment where I requested something custom that is, it has some meaning to it, but it's also just something I thought was cute. It kind of ties into like the way I view like decorating my house, for example. Like I've gone back and forth and at times I've been like, oh, I need to plan everything out before I do anything. Yeah, that's the space I'm in right now. Yeah, but of course that never ever happens. No. And I've also kind of learned to accept that like whatever I like in that moment can be added to this tapestry and ultimately that will all be my style. You know, it doesn't all have to be like a specific aesthetic in my mind I mean this is how I've come to like accept things more because I've I've struggled with it a lot but I apply the same kind of logic to tattoos is like if you see something you like you find a little spot to put it on and Mm -hmm. then it's just part of you because it's something that you liked and it tells a story from that moment in time and if it doesn't fit in with everything else on your body that's fine because You're not like a static being who's just like Mm -hmm. has one idea and then only holds to that for the rest of your life. Like you're always changing and growing and evolving. And so I feel like having a variety of tattoos, whether big or small or like placed close or more scattered, they all end up just telling a story of your timeline. That That is a beautiful way to look at it. I don't know, but I get it. Like I have been kind of undecided although lately I've just been wanting more tattoos so badly I'm just kind of like I'll take whatever I can get apparently because it's so damn hard to get in to see anyone ever (laughs) that's the other part of it I feel like all tattoo artists on Instagram or something they're just like do not contact me whatever you do and it has to be in my email do not dm me and you have to include all this information yeah you can only email me for a 24 hour period <laughs> once every two months your idea matches my aesthetic yeah only if i like your idea will i then respond like <laughs> maybe like i need to be a tattoo artist for this reason like i would love to just say please do not contact me Except for at this one specific time that happens very rarely. And then I'll only respond if I like (laughs) what you're saying. Honestly, they're like, (laughs) all tattoo artists are just like real sassy out here. That's great. Good for them. I mean, yeah, good for them. Way to set those boundaries. They're fully setting boundaries and and sticking to them. And I respect it. never be me. (laughs) Never be me. But also like (laughs) on the other side of it, I'm like, wait, you guys are difficult as hell. Yeah, I know. Then every time you do get a tattoo, it feels like such a triumph. It does. It does. And And you're like, now I got to start this process over again. It'll take another (laughs) six months to try and get in to see anybody. For real. And then the other thing I want to do, I did just pierce my ear. I didn't even talk about that in my updates. I think oh, that yeah. has happened in the last two-week period. Um, it has. I finally got a bunch more ear piercings in one side, but I really do want a nose piercing. And I feel like with Biden's announcement that that masks are no longer required for vaccinated people, can I finally get some nose piercings done? We'll see. I'll, I need to go check the website, but like that would be so great yeah honestly my ear has been hurting me like hell like it was really bad for about a week 
I got four holes poked through it through yeah. the cartilage. Those are rough. I gotta be honest. It was real. They've been pretty rough. They were bad for a week, and then they kind of chilled out and were fine. But I think I just slept on it weird the other night, or like, yeah, put too much pressure on it, and it has been sore as hell today. Shoot, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's worth it though, because they're so cute. They are really cute. They look great. Thank you so much. Wait, how many did you get? Um, I have like two helixes and then the one orbital one in yeah. that center cartilage. So now I've got one, two, three, four, five, six on the one ear. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous because I have it's four cute. on each ear because I have three yeah. on each lobe and then one helix on That's each. That's right. You need another helix. I got them done when I was, like, 20. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So it's been so long. I'm like, I don't want to go through that pain again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, though. It's, like, mildly annoying for a long, long time. But but you didn't – you wouldn't get yours pierced for so long because of how much pain I was in after it's I got true. mine done. That's literally why I, why I hesitated. Like, the shoe is on the other foot it's right true. now. It's true. It really yeah. has. The tables have turned. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, it's no big deal. Just do it. Why are you waiting for so long when I – I literally yeah. waited like eight years. <laughs> and that's always what I was saying to you. Like, just go do it. We should both get our noses done at the same time because Matt also wants his nostril pierced. So oh, yeah. we should all just go. We totally should. That would be way fun. I know. Um, okay, okay. We've strayed a little bit from the future path here. What else do you envision about your future? Like, we're both pretty anti-kid. <laughs> anti-kid? I feel like that, yeah, so that like really... I feel like our futures in that sense are open to possibilities. Yeah, it's kind of like when we talked to our mom last time about this, she had talked about how having kids was just absolutely like a predetermined part of her future. She right. never thought about the possibility of not having kids. Right. Whereas I think you and I had both been told from a young age during our teenage years, we had a stepdad who was very like against us having kids. And I think he was more (laughs) of the camp that he didn't want us to have kids when we were really young, which is like, I guess, a logical thing for parents to think. But I remember him saying stuff like he would give us some crazy amount of money if we didn't have a kid by the time we were 25. Do you remember that? I do remember that him kind of like making this weird bet almost like. Yeah, if you like guys it was... make it till you're 25 and you're not fucking pregnant, then I'll give you yeah. this much money or whatever, which is yeah. incredibly insulting. We, we were mean, probably like teenagers at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he would, I think, say it as a somewhat of a, a joke or something, but it was like this idea that like we just can't help ourselves. There's just like no way we could make it to 25 <laughs> without having gotten pregnant and he also hated children really he just didn't have any tolerance for them there was not like children around us yeah through our teenage years yeah we didn't like because there's just the two of us we didn't have younger siblings we didn't go through that process of like caring for anyone I mean we do have half siblings but we didn't like have to take care of them no not at all really I think maybe growing up in the church there was obviously like People would always say like, oh, when you have kids one day, because everyone just assumes that that's going to be the case. Yeah. But I don't know. It just never really sunk in to me. Like I never had this idea that like I will have kids and that's just a fact. Like I think a lot of women have that idea that they will have a child what like regardless of what their future holds. And I find this so fascinating because I think you're right. That's like the norm 
I think it has been the norm for a long time and it probably is still largely the norm, although I do still feel like there are a lot of people our age who are kind of starting to break that norm, but it's maybe not being like talked about quite as much. I do feel like we are getting to the age where we have to think about whether we want to have kids or not. I mean, in my mind, I have like five years basically to earn, you know, (laughs) what is it now? We're almost 29, maybe like six years or so. Yeah. Until I have, and like, I have that much time left to decide. (laughs) Right. Right. Which feels like such a short amount of time. I know. (laughs) But like, I've really, I've really always told myself that I wasn't interested in having kids. And I feel like that's never changed. And everyone always tells me that I will change my mind. And so I keep my mind open to the idea that maybe it will change. I don't want to declare that like, nope, I'm never having kids. And then one day like change my mind and then feel like I can't go back from it. That's just, it's a complex feeling. I have had so many people say to me like, oh, you'll just, you'll just change your mind one day. One day you're just going to want kids. Yeah. And I feel that I don't right now. Yeah. And, and it makes me a little nervous that like, am I just going to wake up one day and my mind is going to like sabotage me and just be like, (laughs) nope, you want them and we're doing this. And I'm going to be like, wait, no. (laughs) it's it's silly to think about it that way I know everyone says that when you have kids they change your life and of course they do yeah but do they really change like deeply fundamentally who you are I can't believe that they do I can't either I can believe that they change your priorities drastically and I imagine that they change how you feel about yourself like you suddenly stop caring as much about yourself and really put all your energy into your kids and that is totally normal and that's what's supposed to happen when you are raising a human exactly and people do get a ton of joy out of that because biologically we're supposed to like it yeah it all makes total sense yeah it just seems like the argument that people use against someone saying yeah I don't think I want to have kids it does tend to be like but you'll never experience that total like unconditional love and devotion and yeah and it's like well I think you can experience similarly beautiful feelings and do a similar amount of good for the world yeah or for your community Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be it's not less meaningful if it's not directed at just a miniature you I agree like we're definitely not like bashing parenthood or anything like that because it is great and the people who choose to do it like good on you the birth rate is declining and so obviously we need some people to do it I'm just saying (laughs) it might not be me I don't know. I don't know. I I do. I think about it a lot as, as I get older. Yeah. I think about like, do I want them? Right. I'd like, I know that I don't want them, but I still keep thinking like, am I sure? Is my mind going to change? Like everyone tells me it will. Will I regret it if I don't? Like everyone tells me I will. It's almost more like society pressuring me to like think that I want them, but it's not a feeling that I inherently have. Well, exactly. That's my issue with it. It's like, it's so hard to detangle your own feelings from the pressure society places on you as a woman to have a kid. Yeah. But it's such a huge decision. I would feel so regretful if I made that decision to have a kid out of peer pressure and then regretted it after the fact. I don't know. But I also, I try to keep in mind, like, if there comes a day where I'm just like, I literally cannot enjoy a one more day of my life if I don't have a kid I just I can't picture that happening and if it does there's adoption there's so many kids out there in the world who need love and who need families yeah I don't know I'm really spitballing here I haven't thought it through that much (laughs) (laughs) 
I know, me too. But it is something that I think is good to talk about because we don't hear people talk about it that much. I mean, I kind of do because I tend to seek out people's opinions on this and like I total have total confirmation bias where I look for people who are like saying the same thing that I think. Totally. But I think if more people talked about how they feel on this issue, it would be helpful. I really think so too. Do you know of any podcasts about this topic that you might want to recommend? Um, I listened to, I don't know if it's like the best recommendation, but I listened to this one podcast recently called The Motherhood Sessions. Mm-hmm. And it's a series of conversations between a therapist and her clients, all of whom are mothers or, you know, wanting to be mothers or soon to be mothers. Mm-hmm. At least I think so. I haven't listened to all of the episodes, mm-hmm. but the whole theme is obviously motherhood in some form or another. And in my confirmation bias, I only listened to the episodes from clients who said they didn't want kids or that having kids was not as fulfilling to them as everyone told them it would be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just... Like, I think in my my anxious brain thinks of, like, the worst case scenario out of any direction. Same. And I think if I had a kid, the worst case scenario is that I wish I didn't have it. Yeah. And you'd feel crushed by the guilt of feeling that. I would feel so guilty. Yeah. I just, I don't know, like, but there would be no going back from it for as long as I live. Mm -hmm. Whereas the worst case scenario of not having a child is that I might regret it and wish that I had had a child. But then it's like... You could adopt or you can focus your energies elsewhere. You can like, I feel like that worst case scenario is a little bit more bearable to me than the idea of like having a child and regretting it. And not that I would regret the child. I'm sure I would love any child, like obviously unconditionally. But yeah, what if you just regretted your life being like it was? Like, What if you missed your old life more than it was worth it? That's one of my fears, which I know sounds selfish, but it's like people see motherhood as such a sacrifice and it is such a sacrifice. You sacrifice your body, your identity, your career, yeah, everything about your life that you know, especially as a woman. Like that's why when I have other like male friends who are dads and tell me like, oh yeah, having kids is great. And like, well, that's easy for you to say. I just feel like I fought really hard to get my identity and I feel like I only recently got it. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like I've barely started figuring out who I want to be. Like I don't want to just abandon all of that. Yeah. And I just don't think I'm, I don't know that I feel ready to do that anytime soon. Right. And on top of all of that, I obviously think about my carbon footprint and just adding more to this world. Yeah. Another thing is you were talking about downsides of not having a kid later in life wishing you did. The other point I wanted to bring up was so many people say, if you don't have a kid, you're just going to grow old and die alone. Mm -hmm. And that is a concern. That is something I have thought about. Because that is a little scary to think about being really old and you and I are going to have each other. Yeah. But what if something happens? What if we both get dementia and we're both (laughs) incapable? Not one of us can take care of the other one. Yeah. Or we don't have spouses who can take care of us. I don't know. Then it is. It's just kind of like your option is to end it all, which we've talked about. Yeah. Or a nursing home, Mm -hmm. which doesn't sound great. I think about that too. And I, I was telling Cal about this just the other day. I was like, hopefully by the time we are old enough where this is something to be concerned about yeah that society will have shifted to a more open view on assisted suicide and like interesting yeah death with dignity where if I have dementia if I'm losing 
motor skills, if I'm losing things that make my quality of life really awful, Mm -hmm. then just send me off, you know, like, yeah, end it for me. Yeah. If if I don't have children, you know, if there's no reason to stay, like, yeah, I wouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't want to like hang around being in pain and incapable and like miserable just because I'm like, my family doesn't want to let me go. Exactly. In that case, not having kids might make it even easier to make that decision. Right. No, that's a really great point. And I do like to think that things will become more liberal over time, but who knows? I just, I, that's the other, the other part about it is when people say you're going to be alone I'm like well I don't want to upend my whole life and have a kid just so I have an insurance policy like that's equally shitty yeah when people say that I often think like you don't have any guarantee that they will take care of you when you're old so many kids do not like their parents there's so many estranged relationships that it is no guarantee at all yeah I don't know whenever I start talking about my hesitancy toward having kids I just every argument that people come up with I have like a bunch of logical reasons as to why that's not a very good argument to have kids exactly exactly I know but once again because everyone (laughs) tells me I'm gonna to change my mind I keep my mind open to it I also think that a baby between me and Cal would be so cute it would be so cute I get curious to see what a baby between us would look like but then there's also part of me that's like what if it's not cute and then I just like subjected this poor human to a life of body dysmorphic disorder and just like low self-esteem and all the same problems that I've struggled with well your theoretical kid would absolutely have all those same problems regardless of whether they were cute or not yeah and that's another thing like I do I I wouldn't want to subject someone to like all of the weird shit that goes on in my head I wouldn't want to make somebody be more prone to depression and anxiety and I don't know just all that I know I hear you let me okay let me ask you this if you could guarantee that you would have twins come play with us daddy Does that change anything about your decision? Obviously, that wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, no, I would have kids if I could have twins, like flip it on its head. But with that, how does that factor in? I don't know. I feel sadly it doesn't really make a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, another thing is I have like because of all the body dysmorphia and just body stress that I have like pregnancy in itself is terrifying to me oh my god same it really like is upsetting and terrifying and like disgusting to me like sorry I I don't (laughs) I feel like it's so offensive to say that but like because people is are always like oh it's so beautiful and it's a miracle and blah 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 and I'm just like I'm gonna pass out like it's just (laughs) I cannot. I get really queasy. I I can't either. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Yeah. No, I don't really know where I was going with it. I'm just saying like, A, having twins, like the physical nature of growing twins in my body sounds horrible. And then also, there's not any way to guarantee that you could have twins. I mean, maybe with like science. (laughs) But like identical twins are a complete random occurrence. It's true. Yeah, they're not genetic at all. Like fraternal twins can be genetic. Like for a long time, I thought, oh, maybe there would be a chance that I would have twins since our mom had twins and it's genetic. Like that's what always what I thought. Yeah. But just recently, I learned identical twins are there's no specific way to like guarantee you will have identical twins. Interesting. It's purely an act of chance. Even if it 
yeah. they did like the petri dish thing, put two little <laughs> sperms on one egg. Because it's not. Because no, you're it right. It doesn't. It, it's just one egg fertilized one egg. by one sperm. You can't force those single eggs to grow two little embryos inside. All you can do is fertilize one egg and yeah. then hope that that egg would split. We are a pure act of chance. Yeah. Wow, that's super interesting. I know. Yeah, I, I have thought about that. I was like, does my idea of motherhood change if it's twins? And it just sounds more stressful. I mean, I know our mom had a nice time. <laughs> she, <laughs> maybe, not that it was 100% nice, but she loved being the mom of twins. That's a very complex topic, and we have only probably barely scratched the surface of it. Probably. I'm really curious how, um, I mean, I'm just curious how other how other people feel about this, like, yeah, in my bubble, in my community, I don't super know how other people feel about this. Like, yeah, but it would be interesting to like have a broader conversation with more people. Yeah, I feel like I know a fair amount of people who aren't having kids and maybe they don't plan to, but I've never really asked their reasoning. I mean, I think I see a lot of this conversation on Twitter and I think a lot of fellow millennials are feeling the same way. And Mm -hmm. It is because our generation is the first one to be worse off than our parents financially. So obviously finances plays a huge, huge role in people postponing parenthood. We can't we can't own homes. The job market is shit. The planet is burning up more and more every single year. Like I don't feel like we collectively have a lot of hope about the future. And that's a very key thing you have to have to want to have a child. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like a lot of people in our generation are just like, well, it's all fucked. Yeah. (laughs) And I know there are people who say like, well, the way to solve that is by having kids and then teaching them how to be good people and solve those problems and change the world. Yeah. If you're an optimistic person, you're going to take that chance. But it just I've always hated that argument as like a reason to have kids because your kid might cure cancer or whatever the fuck they say. It's just like it's one in a billion chance. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like what makes you think you're so special that your kid is going to be the savior of the planet yeah everyone want who doesn't want to think that like the ego really is more involved in in child rearing than i think we talk about as a society i agree well so this has just been a kind of a a a random rambling of topics yeah (laughs) we didn't have a super solid plan when we set out so i'm curious if, if you guys have thoughts on having kids in in 2021 and how the future prospects play into that decision we're curious to know you can um tweet at us or something yeah tell us your thoughts tell us why you think that we are wrong and why we're gonna change our minds yeah if you think that we're just being (laughs) stupid and we're gonna change our minds in two years let us know why yeah (laughs) and you can do that on twitter by tagging us at to the end podcast with a two instead of a T-O. Or you can email us at to the end podcast at gmail.com also with a two instead of a T-O. And if you don't want to do either of those things, you can contact us personally through our Instagrams. Mine is Carly Fries, K-A-R-L-Y Fries. And I am underscore Katie Gaga, K-A-T-I-E. Gaga. And if you want to be so kind as to leave us a little review, if you liked this conversation, please do so. It feels like it's moving very slow. It is late at night. It's like 1130 p.m. I feel like I'm dragging. 
Yeah. I feel like we're just talking slowly. Like, you might have to speed this up when you go to edit. Yeah. I mean, I talk slow already. Same. <laughs> I encourage anyone who listens to our podcast to listen on, like, 1.5 speed. And oh then God. we might sound like we're speaking normally. Please speed us up for my <laughs> own sanity. Like, yeah, please listen to us on at least 1.5. Yeah. That would be great. You can subscribe to us on anywhere you get your podcast. Leave us a little review if you want. Yeah, we would love that. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.